Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart joining us. And today, Dennis, um, what have we got on the program? Well, Jane, we have some very interesting topics to look at. We'll have a bit of a general look at herbal medicine, its history, where it is today, and some of the challenges that it will face from this point onwards. And, of course, all this in the context of the modern scientific world. Very much so. We can't escape that if herbal medicine is to survive, and it has survived for a very long period of time. It must grapple with modernity and science and embrace it. But, Dennis, um, we are thinking about the modern world mm. where we really like to know how things happen and why they happen. Well, they, that's a good question. In fact, I often reflect on it, Jane. Um, as listeners and other people would know, um, I've been involved with herbal medicine now for the best part of my life uh, over 40 years and um, I frequently are not amazed but surprised pleasantly surprised to see that in fact the oldest healing art known to mankind which is herbal medicine is in fact thriving and not only thriving in uh, how can you call it underdeveloped countries or third world countries but in fact thriving in modern western societies and there are interesting things that could be raised as to why this is so and I think and I frequently think about it but I think that even though we live in a world characterized by modernity and the scientific methodology and they're great in themselves I think nevertheless there is something in the human being which still relates to things at a very natural level and hankers if you like to get in contact with the past herbal medicine represents the past and interestingly, the past has a lot to teach us. And with reference to medicine, the past has a lot to teach us about the way in which herbs have always been the backbone of medical treatment until the last couple of hundred years. And interestingly, the reason why, I believe one of the reasons why herbal medicine goes so well today and is accepted today is that it still works. Uh, people find that frequently in the herb, uh, its reputation, its history, its use over many, many hundreds of years can still be taken seriously and the herb and its indications can be used to address many problems which interestingly, despite all the scientific aspects of modern medicine, some conditions still don't yield well to modern medical applications. And this is where I think herbal medicine seen as a complementary system of medicine uh, shines because it brings to the practice of medicine a range of products which have largely been dis discarded by the mainstream. It brings also a philosophy of health and disease that is quite different to that of the mainstream. And it brings a safety, a history, a confidence that people still appreciate and very frequently get benefit from. So simply because we live in the modern world uh, my opinion is we shouldn't discard everything from antiquity. We should learn, in fact, from the past. And herbal medicine is, in fact, the recorded uh, history of medicine over many, many hundreds, if not thousands of years. And that recorded history uh, is something that should be respected, utilised, taken seriously of. That's one of the reasons, I believe, why today, uh, in Australia in particular, Herbal medicine is flourishing, regardless of the cynics. Herbal medicine is flourishing. People get no benefits from government as a result of accessing it. 
uh, but it's flourishing, people are paying for it, they're getting results, and in my opinion there's no way that it's likely to be pushed aside. If anything, I can see it accelerating. Do you know, sometimes, Dennis, I, I think that because medicine claims to have mm. a lot of the mm. answers mm. and it's proved, maybe mm. people give over all their responsibility mm. for their own health to the modern medical system and then if mm. it doesn't quite fulfil their needs I think in all cases. I think that's a very, very astute uh, comment, Jane. Uh, and look, um, listeners would have heard me on various occasions express my great respect for modern medicine, for modern medical practitioners and people generally in our society because of the respect that we have and rightly so for our medical practitioners and the system of Western medicine, many, many people think uh, that that is uh, the bee's knees, that there are no other ways of healing the human organism outside of using uh, the mainstream system with its dependence upon modern drugs. It's frequently when that system fails to deliver uh, the expectation of the patient or client, does the patient or client then look outside and find that latent in our modern society uh, there, is, there are systems of medicine traditionally based which in many, many cases can uh, do a job equivalent, if so, sometimes better, in my opinion, than what the mainstream could offer. Now, you look, for instance, Jane, at the, uh, the way in which skin disease, a very, very common disease seen by medical practitioners and complementary practitioners every day of the week. Now, many of those skin diseases are wretchedly stubborn and many people languish uh, in, the, in the throes of one episode of a skin problem to another. And I'm thinking here for th of things like eczema. I'm thinking of the wretched uh, disease, psoriasis. I'm thinking of uh, contact dermatitis conditions. Now, many of those conditions are treated and, and treated well with modern antihistamines, steroids, immunosuppressant drugs, but... As uh, happened in my rooms yesterday, a gentleman who's been battling a very, very nasty history of psoriasis said, I'm over. I'm over patch-up therapy. I want something that will get to the root of it. And this is where uh, complementary medicine, with its history of herbs and a reputation of some herbs being useful to address the skin, can be brought into play. And that expresses in many ways... Uh, the, the, the validity of complementary medicine today. People expect something from the mainstream. Not always is that expectation met. The message is that there are other ways of addressing that problem other than just complete dependence upon the mainstream, good as it may be. Now, there's also a lesson in this. Any arrogance that is brought to the table by practitioners of complementary medicine should be entirely and utterly refuted and criticised. Uh, and in the past, complementary practitioners, alternative medicine practitioners, have had a them and us attitude towards medicine, and too frequently has the mainstream put, been put down. I have never done that, and I encourage practitioners of complementary medicine never to do that. But nevertheless, to be proud of, of the system that they've been trained in, and see that even in this town, even in this town, we have some excellent practitioners of complementary medicine and some very, very competent herbalists, whether they be Western medical herbalists or Chinese herbalists. In a sense, we've got a, a great population of alternative healers in this town. Kerry's rung in from Blackalls Park. Now, Kerry, your question involves diabetes. Um, yes, hello. 
operation on my knee, um, but the doctors have postponed it because my sugar levels are too high. Yes. And I'm just wondering, besides diet, is there anything herbally that I could have to help? I'm, I'm an insulin-dependent diabetic. So. Okay. Look, if you are an insulin-dependent diabetic, you are experiencing a type 1 scenario, you must be governed by your doctors on this, and there is not a lot outside of what your doctor would be doing that could be offered to you from this system of medicine. The most important thing, obviously, is to uh, keep your health profile good, and I'm assuming that your GP is, is monitoring that. Um, make sure that your immune system is competent and resistant um, to uh, how can you call it challenges from infection and um, going on to some herbs like echinacea or using astragalus those sorts of herbs which are readily available from our pharmacies and health food stores they have a general um, ability to be able to improve one's resistance to infection and to uh, make uh, sometimes medical procedures uh, more acceptable. I'm thinking immediately as I'm looking at your call of a lady that sees me from up the hunter and she was in a similar, I'm just trying to bring it to my memory here, but she w was in a similar uh, situation, very nasty recurring infection that, pre I know what it was, that precluded her having um, knee replacement therapy. Uh, because of the infection that kept asserting itself, uh, the uh, surgeon was quite unhappy about doing the knee replacements, and understandably, uh, because of this recurring infection that was there. Now, in her case, um, what we did was put her onto some herbs, some of which I have mentioned, echinacea, golden seal, myrrh, astragalus, all in a dispensed liquid formula. And as a result of that, that lady since Christmas time has been free of infection and the last call I received from her was that she had been booked in to have knee replacement therapy in Sydney. So what am I saying here? Yours is a different sort of case uh, but here again your, your sugar is a problem, um, your doctor is concerned about perhaps the way and that would, com that would complicate um, anything that he did. Um, also, you have to ensure that in infection and things like that are kept at bay, and it might be useful for you to just run past your GP. Um, the idea of using those herbs that I've mentioned as herbs which can, in my opinion, improve your resistance to infection, and uh, with a lowered, with a lowered uh, blood sugar level, make, uh, make uh, your procedure a little bit more acceptable. Does that okay, that, that sounds good, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thanks for your call, Kerry. Um, Jackie has rung 49216216 from Nelson Bay. Now, a question about flu vaccine, Jackie. Oh, yes. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Jackie. How are you? I'm very well, good, thanks. Good. How are you? I'm well I indeed. just wonder whether you've had any views on the flu vaccine. I'm a 70-year-old woman, yes. I keep fairly healthy. Good, good. I have never been, uh, I've never really been keen on having the flu mm -hmm. injection before, and I haven't had it. But I, I just wonder whether, just because of my age, mm -hmm. um, whether you might recommend it, or because I've heard of so many people being so sick, mm -hmm. but 
Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, Jackie, my experience is that I haven't seen uh, too many people suffer severe reactions to the flu vaccine. Now, my situation might be unusual, but I have not seen too many, if, if any at all. Um, I know there's a, a feeling in, 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 in the community among some people that uh, vaccination procedure is still questionable, but my experience can't bear that out, that uh, my view is that as we get older, um, our immune system becomes less competent and we become fair game to infections which previously we would have thrown off very easily. Uh, these days, because of perhaps our diminished immunological competency, uh, even a mild uh, flu or influenza episode can turn into something quite nasty, uh, something like a, a pneumonia even, which can be very threatening to people at our stage in life. So I think that um, vaccination therapy um, uh, is wise. Uh, be guided by what your GP says. If you have extraordinary factors that he should know about, which might perhaps, perhaps um, temper his his advice, which I think would be unusual, you should raise it with him. But I think the case, the case for elderly people to have uh, the flu vaccine is very soundly based. And if I was in your situation, I'd go ahead with it, even though you're very, very healthy. Um, things come from left field, as we say. And having something up your sleeve, uh, the vaccinational therapy just gives you a little bit more confidence as you go into the cooler weather to know as well as you are, you've got something fighting a little bit for you. But also, don't just leave it at that. As I said, I think on a previous program, um, I believe very strongly uh, in attempting to reinforce our immune system by good lifestyle, good diet, and, in and indeed the appropriate herbs. And I believe that people at our stage in life can take advantage of the knowledge that there are a bracket of herbs, some of which I've mentioned even today, which if used regularly can function as agents, I believe, in stimulating the immune system to be more vigilant and working against infection from a different perspective. Uh, Beverly's rung in from Cardiff South. Now, Beverly, um, you have problems, well, it might be blood pressure problems or blacking out? Yeah, um, I, I lose conscious of my blood. My blood just dropped down. And I go into turns. Okay. And I've been in the John Hunter and I've been in the Marta. And they said I had two seizures at the Christmas time, not last year, the year before, at my daughter's at West Hall then. And then another time I was there, I had another seizure. Okay. And then they rushed me off to hospital with it. And then they said it's not a seizure, so I don't know. Okay. And I'm a bit concerned about me. Problem. Yes, of course, Beverly. I understand that very well. Beverly, I'll, I'll ask you a few questions. Uh, are you on much medication? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on an orange tablet and a little uh, white tablet mm -hmm. I'm on. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Rampil or Rampil or Ram something. Ramipril, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm on that. So you've got a bit of blood pressure problems, have you? Yes, okay. I have, yeah. Okay. Look. The first thing I would do, Beverly, if your GP hasn't done it, and I suspect he may have done it, the first thing that I would do is take your medications along to both your GP and your pharmacist and get them, yeah. get them to do a review of the medications to make sure there are no interactions or any side effects occurring from them 
that are consistent oh, okay. with, that are consistent with what you're experiencing. Now, this is not an uncommon thing to find that each one of us can be reactive to almost any medication. So it's no, it's no, um, not blaming anyone if there is a problem there because it can happen to any of us. Uh, what frequently is appropriate for one person may not be appropriate for the other. But in these situations, when everything else seemingly has been ruled out, I would come back to the very basics. Get a hand, get your medications. Go to your GP, you can tell him what I've said, or, go, or, or if he's not happy with it, go to your pharmacist. They can have a look at it uh, on the computer. They can give you a printout of any problems with the medication that could be consistent with this. At least that's ruling out or ruling in something that might be contributing to it. If everything comes up clear, well, okay, you can then take it to another level. But I always suggest to people, understand what medication you're taking, why you are taking it, the good side of the medication and also the potential the potential adverse reaction or interaction that might be associated with it. That sounds like a really good first step. So very, all the very best with that, Beverly. Uh, Health Naturally, 49216216 is the number to ring. And we've got Peter from Caves Beach. Peter, you've got a sore heel. Yes, I do. Hello, Peter. Uh, good morning or afternoon. Um, yeah, I've got a, a fascius. Uh, uh, fasciitis. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis. Okay. So you, you've got a spur. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Frequently, these conditions are characterised by a spur, which is an outgrowth of, of, of bony tissue, which creates inflammation, tenderness, and soreness. Now, oh, okay. it's 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 in my experience, it's not an easy condition to treat. But interestingly, interestingly and I've said this for many years on radio, uh, a little approach using mineral therapy has helped many people that have come to see me with this condition, i.e. of spurs. Mm -hmm. um, Blackmore is a well-known Australian company that I respect greatly and have been happily consulting for them for many, many years. They have a range of products called celloids, C-E-L-L-O-I-D-S. Now, celloids are minerals in a very, very small dose. It's a therapy that was developed by Morris Blackmore many, many years ago, mineral therapy, still practised by a few of us today uh, that practise natural medicine. Now, there are two minerals that I have found useful for helping ameliorate the discomfort and, in some cases, see the, the spur removed. And, um, the sceptics out there will sort of laugh about that, but I don't care because I've seen the evidence of it. Um, the two minerals, if you have a pencil and paper there, yeah, that, I do. that yeah. you should be able to get from your pharmacist or from a naturopathic practitioner, uh, are sodium phosphate, and it goes under the um, under the abbreviation of SP ninety six. Now I know that sounds very esoteric and almost secretive, but that, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just the code for the product. Mm -hmm. And the other pr preparation is a preparation of silica, which is also known as S79. S79. Now okay. those two preparations taken together, and they both work in conjunction with each other, they're, they're synergistic, taken for an extended period of time, uh, usually quite a few months, have a yeah. chance, an opportunity, to be able to do something for this. Uh, the good thing about it is the therapy is perfectly safe, it is inexpensive, 
the worst thing that could happen is it mightn't give you the result you're looking for. The best thing that could happen is you might be one of the many that have benefited from that little duo of minerals, SP96, S79, in the Blackmore's well-known Saloid range. Okay, I'll give it a try. Give it a try. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Peter. And uh, Janet from Lemon Tree Passage, 49216216. Now, curcumin, which is a, uh, often mentioned on this program. It is indeed. It is indeed. It's one of our favourite herbs. How can, how can we help you, Janet? Uh, good afternoon, Dennis. Just inquiring, yes. um, I've been recommended curcumin yeah. active with mm. Boswellia. Mm. Um, because I do suffer with arthritis. Yes. I have had a hip replacement, yes. a knee replacement, yes. a shoulder replacement. Yes. Would it be um, worthwhile taking, do you reckon? Look, um, to start with, any product that Blackmores manufactures, in my opinion, is high quality. Um, right. So that needs to be respected. Um, the second thing is this, that the, the, the lead um, herb in that preparation is curcumin, and yeah. you, you would have heard us talk on numerous occasions on this program about the modern understanding of turmeric and the curcumin, which is its active principle, how that curcumin, the component of turmeric, has, amongst other things, some anti-inflammatory characteristics, which are useful for the milder levels of both rheumatoid and osteoarthritis. So... That's a good preparation to start with because it contains curcumin and it would be at a level that would be considered to be respectable and and give the maximum possibility of a therapeutic benefit. By being combined with Boswellia, which is not a well-known herb, it comes from a different tradition, but Boswellia also uh, is a herb that's made its way into modern Western herbal medicine practice and herbal products it in many ways shares similar characteristics to curcumin and would synergize with it and give you an additional benefit. I'd give that product a go. Okay, then. So you, re you reckon it's worth trying? Well, look, it is. And if it were going to do anything for you, because of these constituents, they work reasonably quickly. That is, don't expect something overnight, but um, because they do have a credible anti-inflammatory possibility for mild levels of inflammatory activity, I think it'd be worthwhile giving it a go. Okay, thank you very much. All right. Kathy's rung in from Swansea, Dennis, with very painful arthritis, and it's all to do in, with the foot. Hello, Kathy. Hello. How are you, Kathy? You have a problem. Oh, it's starting to pee me off. I've had it for 12 months. Oh, really? And I've had a bone scan test. Yes. And I've had x-rays and everything. Yes. And I've, um, it shows up. It's on the top of the foot and yes. on the side. Yes. I've even got arch support. Um, yes. I'm sick of living on Panadine Fort and pain pills and, and all that. And I tried a turmeric. Yes. Turmeric, yes. And it's got the leaf in it. I'm yeah. not going to know the leaf. But anyway, it's got the leaf in it. And I was taking a lot of, like, six a day of them. Mm. Now, your, your doctor has diagnosed it as, a, as an osteoarthritic condition? Um, yes, yes, in the foot, yeah. Okay. They suggest I go and have another cortisone, but the first one didn't work when I had it, so I yeah. don't know whether to have another one or not. But the pain is so bad that I ended up at Belmont Hospital one night because I couldn't cope with the pain anymore. Oh, dear, dear. Um, dear, dear. It's dear. left me really, uh, how can I say, nearly crippled. Okay. 
look, look, I'll make a couple of suggestions here. Um, yeah. There are curcumin products and curcumin products. What I'm trying to say here is that because you've used one product of, with curcumin in it doesn't necessarily mean that you've, you have harnessed the best that curcumin can offer. Um, no. What I'd suggest you do, um, go into your pharmacy at Swansea, Tell him, yeah. tell him the history of your problem and the fact that you've used a curcumin product with no benefit and get him to select one that has a high level of curcumin activity in it because, yeah. because a curcumin is very much dependent upon the level that you, uh, that you administer with it. Now, or well, administer it with. Now, the other thing to realise also with curcumin is that curcumin is not well assimilated in the body. It is, mm. and that's why it's usually it usually has some other synergist with it. Now, yeah, that's right. In, yeah. in, in my opinion, one of the best synergists is what's called bromelain. Uh, now, brom, yeah. bromelain itself, uh, and your pharmacist would tell you this, or you can Google it up and confirm what I'm saying. Bromelain itself, a pineapple enzyme that it is, what we call a proteolytic enzyme, has some very significant contributory anti-inflammatory characteristics which see it used frequently uh, as a remedy on its own to address inflammatory states. But when uh, combined with curcumin, it sets curcumin on fire. In other words, it's an ideal companion to get curcumin working at its best level. So I, I would still suggest you go down that pathway because curcumin still is at the top of the ladder in, oh. in complementary medicine as a relatively effective agent. But again, dosage and strength and make sure that you get one that is accompanied, regardless of what else is in it, that is accompanied by some, um, that some bromelain. Your pharmacist would be able to organise that for you. Now the, sec oh, okay. now, the second thing, I'll give you a couple of little hints here that might help you also. Don't overlook, don't overlook the benefits of simple Epsom salt foot baths. Right. right? Now, the, a lot of these old-fashioned things have been discarded. But as a, young man, as a young man, every Wednesday night, I used to go to a prayer meeting in, in Petersham in Sydney. And yeah. we used to pick up a very elderly lady on our way to the prayer meeting. It started at 7 o'clock and we were inevitably late because this dear lady, every time we walked in her house to pick her up and take her, she'd be sitting there with her feet in hot Epsom salt baths and we'd have to wait until the episode was finished, bundle her in the car and take her to the prayer meeting. Now, she vouched for the benefit of regular Epsom salt foot baths as a means of keeping herself mobile by subduing some of the discomfort of what I suspect was osteoarthritis in the feet. Do a little bit of that. I'm not suggesting you go to a prayer meeting, but it mightn't do you any harm. Go and go, 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 go don't overlook spiritual healing. Go and get some hot Epsom salt baths. Now, the other thing is this. Don't overlook uh, preparations like stiff sore and sorry. Yeah, um, but you, again, let me emphasise with that consistency. It is unlikely that you are, that you'll get any sustained benefit from that unless you've been using it for about a week. It takes a week. I've been using it for ages. Every day? Yeah, yeah. And also I've been using another one from New Zealand too. Oh, okay. Well, you you, yeah. you tapped into everything that I can throw at you. <laughs> yeah, it's driving me insane because I, I don't know what athletes do, but 
I was very active walking the dogs and, and all that, and I can't do that now. They've, they've ruled out the possibility of you having any spurs. Yeah, yeah, there's no spurs there. Okay. No. Okay. Well, it's just driving me insane. The pain is so horrific that I cry with it. Oh, dear, dear. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Look, do your trip into the pharmacy first. And I, right. I genuinely say, if there's no luck or uh, support uh, with, with what I've recommended from that end, do get back to me and I'll do my best to take it a bit further for you. Mm, yes, all the very best with that, Cathy. And it sounds as though the Epsom yeah. salts might be Look, it, I know, time I, I know people <laughs> laugh at that, but when I had eczema very badly, I found two things helped me, Jane, yes. and that was uh, regular full Epsom salt baths and interestingly also interspersed with with bran baths mm. and that that gave me some relief from that wretched skin condition that I experienced as a young man. So Epsom salts is another one of these older and remedies. And an old remedy, we shouldn't discard yeah. them. Uh, this is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Peter has rung in from Merriweather and your question's about probiotics, Peter. Afternoon, Dennis. Uh, Hello, that Peter. question actually isn't uh, probiotics, but something I've only recently heard of mm. called prebiotics. Prebiotics, um, yes. I was watching a, a Dr. Mosley yes, program, yes, uh, yes, yeah. and he, he was a little sceptical, tried it, and he had seemed to have great results. Now, mm. from I believe it, it works further down into the gut. Yep. I've never bothered with probiotics because they have a very good, I believe, very good um, uh, food intake, yeah. uh, diet, um, but... With the prebiotics, um, I, I'm a little interested in, and from the very limited um, research I can do on it, uh, I find there's something called chicory root, and I remember chicory from chicory. anyone would my yeah. age from uh, chicory yeah. essence yeah. and so forth, but I can't get any further than finding um, what's available as, uh, locally as a prebiotic, okay. and your, your opinion on whether it actually is different from a probiotic and whether it's worthwhile pursuing. Well, I watch Mosley's product uh, product program. I don't agree on everything that he has said. I would take issue with his rather negative attitude uh, towards probiotics. That would be my interpretation. But I relish his programs and learn a lot from it. Um, the concept of the prebiotic is that you can improve the, the, the gut, its chemistry, its functioning and its activity by ensuring that it is loaded with substances that how can I call it, stimulate this possibility. Now, chicory uh, is a herb that is very, very bitter. And what we, know about, what we know about bitter herbs is that they are a bracket of herbs that work on the liver, the gallbladder, the pancreas, and improve, if you like, that level of digestive activity that takes place prior to the food moving into the large bowel, where probiotics seem to be more popularly used. So chicory is just one member of a group okay. of bitter herbs. And believe it or not, uh, in the past, and you can still get the product, chicory was frequently blended uh, with even coffee as, yeah. as, as, a, as a blend of uh, an, an agent which was popularly taken uh, to give it that little bit of a bitter edge. Years ago, one of my colleagues, uh, Andrew Pengelly and myself, we developed uh, what was called a dandelion and chicory roast based on the on the dried herbs and it was very popular again because of ensuring that that upper part of gut functioning is improved and stimulated and enhanced by very safe traditional herbs that contain what we call bitter principles bitter principles 
improve the whole upper gut chemistry and set the stage for a better digestive process. Right. Does that answer your question, Peter? So if, where would I find um, something like chicory root and where would it, or okay. whether it's commercially or okay. whether it's been manufactured or whether it's something raw that I can utilise? Chicory is not difficult to get. It's, it's a, a common herb. It's a wayside herb. If you live up round Scone, it grow, grows along the roadside as you're coming into Scone. Uh, so it's not difficult to get. It's not a popular herb. The first thing I would do is have a yarn with your health food store proprietor they would be able to, if they haven't stocked it, they would be able to stock it and get it, and get it in for you. Um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't available in some preparation that uh, also incorporated, say, dandelion or other bitter herbs. Remember, it's the member of a, a bitter principal group of herbs. Start with your health food store. Yep. Um, if you don't have any luck there, uh, give me a ring at my rooms at New Lambton and I'll get some for you. Okay, and is there any other um, herb that could replace chicory if I was having trouble um, obtaining that for a Well, uh, dandelion would would get close to it. Excellent. Mm. Well, so we've learned some interesting things Mm. and brought in some nice old remedies as well. Thank you, Peter. And that's bringing us to the end of Health Naturally I'll go and have a foot bath. I think you should. (laughs) Get out the herbs and salts. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. And we will be back um, with Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.